Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans for fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. Hi, welcome, Brewer fans, to another Brew Crew Review Podcast. Uh, this is Craig. Joining me today is Scott and Vince, my co-hosts. How are you guys doing? Just, just hey, awesome. Hey, Craig, how's it going? Awesome. Because the Brewers are turning up the heat. I correctly predicted the Brewers would go 6-1 and one the last uh, last week. Homestand, the final homestand of the season. Uh, you guys are a little bit... I guess I'd call it pessimistic and only picked us to go five and two, but luckily Brewers did go six and one and uh, I'm not sure if the Cubs won it all this week. So um, the Brewers are suddenly in command of a wild card spot at this point with six games left to go and are on the verge of making the playoffs in consecutive years for only the second time in their 50 year franchise history. What's your guys' take on these exciting developments and doing all so without their MVP? Well, we had, yeah, no, we had, we had talked about it on a, on a previous uh, podcast a little bit, but, you know, this team, it seems like under Craig Council, has really performed well in September uh, in other years as well. Um, so I don't think anyone would have predicted that the Brewers were going to go and clean house like they have in September. September, especially if you would have been told that Christian Yelich was going to be injured, uh, that we were going to continue to have pitching injuries. Um, the fact that this team has overcome so much adversity, I think, in the past few weeks is really a, a testament, I think, to Craig Council at this point. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because it does beg the question, where was this style of play the rest of the year? It would be nice to, like, you know, kind of go into a, play, a, a playoff or potential playoff situation well-rested and not having had to face some of the pressure that the Brewers currently have to face, but hey, I'll take it. I, at this point in the year to be where we're at, I think it's pretty exciting, especially given that, you know, I think so many people gave this team up for dead, uh, you know, even just a month ago, uh, two months ago, especially. Um, so it's, it's obviously a very exciting time of year. Yeah, what a difference uh, a week or two makes here, huh? I mean, I mean, we had talked about this for so long and it said, like, if we could just hang around, hang around, then – you know that once we hit September, we, we could make a run. And we were like, well, I mean, this is a team that probably has to put together something like along the lines of like a 10-game winning streak or something like that. But uh, if there's ever a time to do it, this team might be able to. And then Yelich went down, and then we kind of tempered our enthusiasm a little bit. But lo and behold, um, this team has done uh, pretty much exactly what we've, we've been saying they, they could do for, for the last two months. Yeah, and some big contributors in the Brewers' success. Obviously, uh, our big free agent signed last year, Mike Moustakis, who came back to become a Brewer again. And, of course, our late-in-the-game sign of Yasmani Grandal, who's been awesome. I believe he's walked over 100 times this year. Um, and then you add in our rookie sensation, Kirsten Hira. Um, and I think that really makes our lineup still really scary, even with uh, – Christian Yelich out of the lineup, which is pretty amazing to think about. Um, but uh, I guess the other thing is apparently when Brent Suter's on the active roster, the Brewers just do not lose very often. And I think he's kind of like some type of weird X factor. Um, and it's just, it's going to be 
an enjoyable ride here as we finish out the last six games on the road, three in Cincinnati, three in Colorado. But at this point, uh, we are four games up over the, over the next closest team, which would be the Cubs still, and for the second wild card. And in fact, we go into the week um, tied – uh, with the Washington Nationals for the top wild card seat. So at this point, looking, the odds are pretty likely it's going to be a Brewers versus Nationals wild, and a wild card game, unless there's some outside chance the Brewers could actually catch the Cardinals for the division. But with three games back, that would be very difficult, but still mathematically possible. Um, I don't know what your take is on this, Vince. You're living out there in D.C. Um, I'm here in Milwaukee. Scott, I'm sure you're willing to fly to either of them for the wild card game, but it looks like one of our cities is going to be hosting the wild card, and, of course, we're all going to be rooting for the broker. But uh, what, what are your yeah. overall thoughts on, on this? Uh, you know, I mean, on a selfish note, living right by the stadium, it, uh, you know, here in Washington, of course, would be, uh, again, on a personal level, great to see the Brewers come back out here. Um, but I, I think that anything we can do to get home field advantage would be better off for the organization. Although that being said, I think the Brewers play the Nationals very tough uh, out here in, in Washington. Um, you guys might remember, but it was about a month ago, the Brewers had a crazy 14-inning game against uh, the Nationals on a Saturday night and ended up winning. It was just a, a great game and, and traditionally have played them pretty well, I think, out here on the road. So uh, either way, you know, the Brewers are hot right now. and I think that they're going to be able to play anywhere and, and be a – a formidable force in the playoffs and it all comes back down to you know uh who's starting that day at least for the first few innings but i think in a one game scenario you're going to see the bullpen um being being you know obviously utilized right away from the get-go so um it could be really interesting i don't think that the location makes a ton of difference to be totally honest but um but we'll see so uh, you know for the hometown fans let's hope it's in milwaukee uh but on a selfish note i will definitely be at the game here if it's in washington dc Well, yeah, I, I think the really. Oh, go ahead, Scott. Well, I was going to say. I mean, it's it's got to be cool to to obviously have you know the the team you love and then the, the team in your hometown like potentially um, or in the city that you're living with potentially uh, you know have to play each other. Be I mean, it's easy to root for, but you know that way even if you know something happens and the Brewers didn't find, you still have the Nationals there. Uh, um, you know, so you get to see even more baseball potentially. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's like we've already kind of pointed out, it's highly unlikely that the Brewers are going to be able to overtake the Cardinals. It's also at this point fairly unlikely that the Cubs are going to be able to come back and sneak in and get into the yep. playoffs too. Um, so with those scenarios, I guess just for fun, uh, we should at least break down uh, what's going on. Uh, the Nationals, they're going to have a homestand now where they're going to play, what, Phillies and Indians? So, yeah, Phillies and Cleveland at home this next week here in D.C. Uh, and we should also point out the Nationals are 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games. Uh, Brewers are 8-2, and two, so definitely the hotter team at the moment. Yep. Cardinals, uh, they have three on the road against Arizona and then three at home against the Cubs, who they've proven recently to have no problem uh, beating, uh, as it seems. And, of course, for, well, the Cubs schedule, they actually have – uh, they have three on the road against Pittsburgh, so there's a real real chance they could wind up sweeping that, but then they have to go, like we just said, into St. Louis and play the last three games of the year. 
that will not be any fun. And then finally, of course, your Milwaukee Brewers. Um, of course, you need to know this. We're playing uh, a Cincinnati Reds team uh, in Cincinnati uh, that has some good pitching and has some good hitting. Uh, they've been uh, reasonably hot as of late, but have not uh, been able to put much together all year. Um, and then finally, even with Derek Johnson, even with Derek Johnson, Scotty, the Reds are still seventy-three and eighty-three on the season right now. Yeah, no, I mean, I am very much surprised by that. And then uh, finally, your Milwaukee Brewers will finish uh, three games uh, in Colorado, taking on the Rockies. So, and obviously, of course, field anything can happen. So, yeah, a lot of good baseball still ahead. Like, I'm not saying like right now, anyway. Like, we're just kind of looking at it. We're not assuming anything yet but you know if you wait three or four days maybe uh, there's going to be a clear picture well, well here's here's another thing with the picture uh that's kind of interesting and works in the brewers advantage if indeed there was some outside chance the the brewers had a really bad week and the cubs had a, a bounce back week from their horrific last week and they ended up tied with the brewers for the second wild card the Brewers won a season series against Cubs. They would host that game at Miller Park if there was another one-game playoff. Not worried about that happening. Don't think it's going to happen. A uh, more likely scenario would be the Brewers actually tied with the Nationals for both wild-card spots of the same exact yeah. record. In that instance, I uh, believe the Brewers uh, did win the season series against the Nationals, and they would host the game with a tie. So as, did, as we go did the tonight, Brewers Did the Brewers sweep the Nationals in Milwaukee? Um, I believe yes. Jack, you could have the interns confirm that because that then that would be the case because the Brewers were one and two in Washington this year in the three game series out here. Um, so they would have had to have swept that series in Milwaukee. So I'm assuming that that's what happened. Then. I believe they did. Um, yeah, they did. But, they did. They did. Craig, just just look. Yep. So um, that's really good. But here here's an interesting thing. Maybe Scott just pointed this out. I'm gonna miss it, but. The Nationals, the Brewers with six games left in the season this week, the Nationals actually play eight games in seven days this week. They actually have a doubleheader right. schedule against the Phillies, which I don't really like because it's really pretty atypical to get swept in a doubleheader. So that's like one win right there, but it also could be one loss. So, But uh, with that being said, um, they've got a tough stretch going into that, uh, the end of the season. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. It'll be an interesting week, and we'll be obviously rooting for anyone who's playing the Nationals because I'd really love to, to have that game be in Milwaukee. And, of course, all Brewer fans or huge listeners to our podcast would love, love that to be the case as well. So, well, yeah, we shall for, see. But. Except for those Brewer fans who live in D.C., man. Uh, but, no, just kidding. <laughs> um, I, on, a, on a personal anecdote, I'll just say that um, the Nationals did approach me about buying season tickets next year. Um you know, so I got invited to this thing for prospective season ticket holders, and I wore a uh, Brewers cap and jersey to a national season ticket uh, thing. So just just for the record, I wanted to point that out very clearly. Awesome. That's yeah. fantastic. Show your allegiance. Um, I guess one I more thing. Oh, yeah. If, um, if for whatever reason we were tied with the Cardinals then, um, I believe the one-game playoff would be in St. Louis. Is that correct? Sure. No, the Brewers. Oh yeah, I think, I think you might be. Can you have your interns look at that, Scott? I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying, to, I think, I'm trying to look at it now, but I think that I think that uh, St. Louis won the season series. Scott, your interns are actually doing a pretty good job, and I believe that is actually the case. But you should maybe fire one anyway. It's just 
fact that we had to kind of hesitate on that. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, it's the exciting thing, uh, besides kind of being in a driver's seat and our magic number, to clinch a playoff spot in a wild card game at a minimum, I think is down to three, which with six games of play is awesome. I mean, we could conceivably lose every single game this week and still make that wild card because, all it would take is three Cubs losses, and they're handing those out like nobody's business. So, uh, pretty excited, pretty pumped. Cannot believe. I'd almost, if you guys remember back to the last, um, I think it was Sunday or Monday of last season, and we had a podcast. And at that time, we were still very concerned whether or not the Brewers were going to make the playoffs. At that time, I'm actually more confident this time. This same basically day of this of this season at the beginning of the last week than I was last year and that's incredible to me yeah no that's very true um you know and we're not going to end up with the with the same win total last year but the division as we pointed out all along throughout this podcast this season um it's been kind of a weird division this year you know the Brewers were not playing well for uh you know at least two months of the season seemingly or about 500 ball or even a little bit below um, but then again, so were the Cubs and so were the Cardinals for quite a while as well. They turned it on a little bit quicker than the Brewers did. Um, so it, it was a weird division this year, but the Brewers, um, you know, we're right where we wanted to be and right where we kind of had hoped to be at the beginning of the year. 86 wins uh, as it currently stands, 80, uh, 86 and 70, so 16 games over 500, um, you know, with, with six games to play yet in the regular season. Hey, by the way, to... Scott, I just I, Scott, I just, really quick, I did get a note from the interns. Uh, the Brewers were nine and ten against the Cardinals this season. Damn it! So close. Well, anyway, um, I did actually want to point out, like um, obviously throughout the like, if you just look at the last month, I mean, this has been a team that's obviously um, has been surging. So just looking at like the last month, you wouldn't believe the list of players on this team that are hitting over 250. And I think I just, I'm just going to rattle off the names really quick. Does anybody that's hitting over 250, so having a decent month, basically, um, you know, Christian Yelich, obviously, but, um, you know, he's out for the year. So after that, we've got, um, <laughs> we've got Gamble, Grisham, Pena, uh, Huera, and Spangenberg, and that's it. But I mean, what a what an odd list of names! Like, how many of these people were even on our opening day roster? Like, or how many of them were expected to be like key contributors this year? I mean, it's really it it just it kind of just speaks to the fact that everybody on this team is really stepping up in Yelich's absence to you know hopefully help us uh, grind our way to a playoff berth. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Let's let's think back again to just a month ago. Uh, ben Gamble was in AAA San Antonio a month ago. <laughs> so when you're even looking yeah. at Corey Spangenberg, had, had just been called up to replace Ben Gamble, I believe, uh, in that transaction. So we're getting contributions from guys that weren't even with the team. Uh, uh, Tyler Austin was in the minor leagues. Uh, who else? Tyrone Taylor. Who, I, I dreamt for Trent Grisham. They would call up, you know, in August at some point. So a lot of these guys that are contributing right now down the stretch, Again, we're not even with the team. Um, and when you, especially, again, get back to the injuries with me, obviously Christian Yelich, but don't forget, we missed Mike Moustakis and Keston Hira for good chunks of time during this uh, nice little run here in September. Um, Brandon Woodruff finally came back just in the past week. Um, so we've had a lot of adversity to deal with, but it seems like these guys are really just coming together at the right time. It's, it's fairly unbelievable, and I do think it, it needs to be said again that the Brewers, 
uh, trade deadline acquisitions. Again, not flashy. Um, I think there was some anger uh, towards the organization for not doing more at the trade deadline and remains to be seen if it was enough. But the guys that we did acquire, uh, Ray Black, Drew Pomeranz, uh, guys like this are stepping up in a big way and really contributing to this team down the stretch. Yeah, so that, that's kind of what I wanted to throw out too. Like in the last month anyway, um, well, okay, uh, what would you say was our weak point all this year? The bullpen, right? Everybody was saying, oh, our bullpen was our strength last year. Now we're getting blown up. Like what's going on? Yeah. In the last three right. days, they, these are all the pitchers in the Brewers bullpen with an ERA of under three right now, okay? Just in the last month. Um, well, I'm going to count Woodruff in there because he's been starting but only doing a couple innings. But um, Suter, Hayner, Pomerantz, Peralta, uh, Junior Guerra, and uh, Ray Black, and Alex Claudio. So, I mean, what a list. I mean, that's basically almost our entire bullpen. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. Pomerantz has a 2.42 ERA since joining the Milwaukee Brewers at the trade deadline this year, which is incredible to me. 21 games. The interesting thing about Pomeranz is when we, we made that acquisition um, and everyone was like, uh, you know, there was that extraneous tweet that someone said we were getting a significant haul for trading Mauricio Dubon and everyone was like, oh, we're getting Will Smith back. Their closer is awesome. Uh, awesome. They're like, Drew Pomeranz, Ray Black, what? He lied to us. And so the bottom line is, Will Smith himself has been pitching much more poorly than Drew Pomerantz has been uh, uh, for the Brewers here in the last since the trade deadline. And I actually was thought that Drew Pomerantz, who spent most of the year as a starter for the San Francisco Giants, um, possibly was you know coming into the same thing for the Brewers. But obviously, I think when they made the acquisition, uh, they had him earmarked for the bullpen all along because he was having some success there with uh, since being moved to the bullpen by the Giants. And they like what they saw, and they required him to kind of keep him in the same role that he's going to transition to by the Giants. And again, that was a brilliant call by uh, Stearns, and the acquisition really is working out in our favor. Obviously, uh, Dubon yeah. could become a good player over time, but I mean, to help us out for this, and that was great, great acquisition. And then we've already hammered it the last couple of podcasts, but Jordan Lyles has been far away our best pitcher yeah. since the trade deadline and and i mean he was kind of just like Amazing. a big that we brought back i mean just phenomenal yeah absolutely absolutely incredible from uh jordan miles I, w- I want to get back to that really quick craig on pomeranz he um has made one start for milwaukee and that's it so yeah he spent the rest of his time in the bullpen and to me he's been like really the stabilizing factor out there for 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 this team and I don't know if it's just the, the fact he's got a 2.42 ERA right now or if it's just kind of an intangible thing. But Pomeranz, to me, has really done a great job with solidifying the pen. And then you've got certain guys stepping up. Uh, Josh Hader's been less prone to the long ball again, which is good um, over the last month. But um, to me, it's Pomeranz and Suter in the bullpen. And then this weird combination of Jordan Lyles and guys kind of coming back from injury in the starting rotation. It's, it's just been bizarre and awesome. Absolutely. And Drew Pomeranz is someone who kind of has a similar career arc that Andrew Miller had. I mean, he was drafted as a first round, I think they're both first round picks as left handed starters. And uh, Andrew Miller being quite high and eventually over time got transitioned into the bullpen. And everyone knows the Andrew Miller story where he basically was a key cog to helping Cleveland Indians get to the postseason a couple of years in a row. And 
Uh, you know, and I think Drew Pomeranz could really see his career take off if he continued in this type of role. So it's like, feels like the Brewers kind of uncover something here, and hopefully the Brewers can possibly bring him back as a free agent or, you know, because, uh, but yeah, I mean, for this stretch run, he's definitely a very valuable part of our bullpen, no doubt. Yeah, and Jordan Lyles uh, on that point, becoming a Milwaukee Brewer again around the trade deadline. Uh, Jordan Miles was six and one with a two point thirty five ERA. Wow, what a beast! It's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, this is a guy who I was just happy we brought him back because um, he made like a uh, one of the key key wins in the last season against the Pirates in September, I think it was, where he actually had a, a extra inning, uh, scored a winning run in the extra innings or something like that. Um, and he contributed on offense, actually. And, but but anyway, I mean, yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 10, 10, uh, 10 starts. Uh, yeah, 6-1 and one record right now. And 53 and two-thirds innings pitched. The guy has struck out 50 batters and walked 20. So, I mean, he's he's been as solid as you can be for a guy or for what we could have possibly expected from, from a guy like Jordan Miles when we acquired him. Yeah. Now, now, one thing about a lot of Brewer fans over the last week has kind of been, especially that series of Cubs against the Cardinals, going into it, they were happy that one of the teams is going to have to lose some games, not sharing a couple losses. Well, it was a four-game sweep at Wrigley for the Cardinals, and um, I know a lot of Brewer fans are holding on hope the Brewers will still be able to win the NL Central as a repeat champions, but, you know, three games back with sixth play, it's not looking that good. Um, I think a lot of the Brewer fans wanted us to be able to avoid, if we did, well, avoid the wild card game altogether. But even then, if we get beyond the wild card game, our NLBS opponent would be the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, obviously, the best team in NL by far. The Brewers are familiar with them, losing to them in the championship series last year. They feel like they're an even better team this year. But I actually am under the belief that. The Brewers, I'd rather the Brewers face the Dodgers in a five-game series than meet them in NLCS again if we were to make it that far going the other route uh, and have to beat them in seven games. Just I was wondering what, Scott and uh, Vince, your thoughts are on that. I mean, it's interesting because you're probably going to have to face Clayton Kershaw a couple times either scenario, right? Um, So that's going to be problematic. Obviously, one of the best pitchers in baseball, but – I don't, I don't necessarily have a preference, Craig, because you've got to play out either way, right? If you're going to advance to the World Series, you're going to have to beat teams like the Dodgers. You're going to have to beat uh, the Cardinals. You're going to have to beat the Braves. Really good teams. So I I don't necessarily think that that matters a ton because either way you've got to go through, uh, you know, again, a lot of really, really good teams. Well, in theory, though, I mean, I guess the math checks out. Like, I mean, if you, if you did want to play, um, you know, if you had to play the best team – you'd want to play him the shortest amount of time so that, I mean, obviously like you would think that uh, you'd be able to, to win over time. Like if you had to play him 50 times, you would think that they would win more, like it would even itself out. But, you know, if it was only like, you know, if, if we played them in the wild card, like obviously anything could happen. So I, I, I'm okay with it. I can, I can sort through the logic. It, it makes a little bit of sense to me. I'd, I'd be okay playing them in a five game series, especially because, this isn't. This is a very, very, very good Dodger team, but historically, they have not been great in the playoffs. So, 
This would be nice. Be interesting. And get a, get a little uh, revenge from last year. That'd be nice. Um, there's one other really key thing I want to point out about the Brewers once they do make the postseason here this week is that every game they play and every series they're going to play in this postseason, they're going to be the underdogs. I mean, even if we host that the locker game at Miller Park, we're going to have to go up against either Max Scherzer or Steven Strasburg. Um, and we're and obviously whoever we're going to throw out there, we've discussed this at nauseam, but, you know, Jordan Lyles, Brandon Woodruff, Nick Stribble, whatever, we're going to throw, throw everything at them for the wild card game. However, we're going to come into that game at a disadvantage and looking at underdogs. So the pressure is going to be on the other team to beat us, and the pressure is going to be off this team who just lost this MVP their MVP to, you know, it feels like the Brewers are kind of going to be on borrowed time at that, at that point. And if they lose, they have that built excuse. Well, if Christian was still on the team and, you know, still healthy, we probably could have got by the past that series or whatnot. So I think that's really going to let the Brewers really play loose and, you know, like they've got nothing to lose and, you know, basically make a run. And the other teams, it's looking about this, you know, if we do get to that five-game series against the Dodgers, the expectations of the Dodgers, who did not win the World Series again last year, to they'll be on them once again to to get well beyond that round. So in a five-game set against a, a Brewer team with less than a lose, the pressures are going to be all on them. And so I really like where the Brewers stand going into the playoffs. Obviously, I'd love to have Christian Hill. It's healthy, but I mean, I really just feel like it's going to help help the guys, um, you know, perform as underdogs, so to speak. Yeah, let's let's hope that that's the scenario that plays out. I think either way, no matter who you're playing, it it really helps to play like the Brewers have obviously the past few weeks, and I mean that in the sense that you know these guys are playing loose. They're playing like they've got nothing to lose. They're playing like. Uh, Maybe maybe they were expected to play at the beginning of the year, but haven't been expected to play like the last couple of months. And all of a sudden, now we're watching it unfold at the most critical time of the year. So, um, you know, when you're a team that's playing like that, I think that it matters. That the opponent matters less uh, than it might in other in other cases. But this is the perfect time to be playing like they are. Yeah, it's going to be very 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 exciting. And I guess there is a chance not only. Um, that we would be playing um, the Dodgers, but there's a chance that after that we could be playing against the other team that knocked us out of the playoffs, the St. Louis Cardinals. So there's, yeah, I mean, there's a, a chance here. I mean, obviously uh, a rather unlikely one, but there is a chance that we could be exercising a lot of demons. And yes, Craig, we are definitely on our time, but at the same time, like, like you said, I mean, it's more like a positive spin on it. Like we're kind of playing with house money at this point. Like, you know, whatever happens after this is like gravy. Nobody expected us to get this far or be here. Like after Yelich went down and now they can have that kind of us against the world mentality. And uh, hopefully it works out for them. Yeah. So it's going to be a dangerous combination. We're obviously going to be the highest team in the playoffs going in and we're going to be a team with nothing to lose. And I think teams are going to be scared to play us. I think it's going to work to our advantage, but uh, we shall see. So. Um, this this week, obviously, six games left of the season, all on the road, three against the Reds in Cincinnati, three against uh, the Rockies in Colorado. Uh, what is your guys' um, predictions for the week? And also, if you just want to add a bonus for our last week of the season, our last prediction week of the season, uh, if you want to throw out the date, or I guess the day of the week this week, that you feel the Brewers will clinch their playoffs. Oh, man. 
Uh, don't jinx us, playoffs, Craig. Don't, don't, don't jinx us, man. <laughs> huh? <laughs> don't jinx well, us. If you, if you want to say not at all, that's that's your prerogative. But yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm going to say four and two. Uh, I'll, I'll just say four and two and leave it at that. Yeah, I was going to say four and two also. I actually, I, I don't know why, but like I've really been uh, a little bit worried about this red series. So I, I think that, um, yeah, I'm going to say four and two as well. I'm going to say three and three, but I'll say Friday will be the day that we get in. So we shall see. Well, and be a I don't even guys. know. Um, for all your Burr fans, if you want to mark on your calendar, the NL wildcard game will be played on Tuesday night, October 1st. Um, I don't know. We'll probably just be able to do a podcast as ahead of that. So by that point, we'll probably know who the Brewer starter is and all that stuff. But, um, you know, we can talk about that in the next podcast. But this is an exciting one going into the final week and really did not think we'd be here. I mean, I was mentioning to Scott off air and, you know, it was just a week from today where – Brian Braun came up the bat against the Cardinals. And, you know, we talked about it last podcast. It felt like this at bat was our season was on the line. And here, just seven short days later, not only is the season not long on the, on the line, but we're in the driver's seat for our second consecutive playoff appearance. And that's only happened one other time in World Series, uh, in the 50 year history of the Brewers. And that was in the 81 and 82. So, yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah. For- in fact, I was going to say, um, um, our inside source, Tom Carter, said uh, that he, he was actually hoping that um, he, would, he would be able to listen to a podcast of us, um, hopefully within the next couple of days, even talking about us clinching a playoff berth. So since he's hoping that we, we don't have to wait a full week to be able to give him another podcast, so that's good. Uh, Scott, the correct term for Tom Carter, he, you'd call him our, our source or whatever. He's our anonymous source. You don't, you don't want to say Tom Carter's name on the air, you guys. You got to say it's Tom C or T Carter. I think we've gone over this before, but friendly reminder. Friendly I, reminder. I, uh, I thought that was only if he, he gave us like inside information. Like in this case, I just listed him as like an our inside and our anonymous source, but he didn't have any info for me this time. So I was like, I think it's okay then. I mean, fair enough. I think he also said he never wants his name to be used on the air because he works for the team. So I think in the, in the future, let's just say Tom C or T Carter. Let's not say the whole full name of Tom Carter on the air. I guess I could see how so, I could like potentially like put you know future inside yeah. information at risk if if I mention it. This yeah. Time. But okay. Yeah. yeah no, I'm not, little... I mean, this will be the last. Thanks, time. Tom. That's great. And. Do we get Chad's predictions for the week at the end? Uh, he is not chimed in yet this season. Um, we'll see if we can get him in for the playoffs. Maybe he can be on like our wild card special or something. Let's see. Cool. Be the wild card in our wild card special. And and a big and a big question for our fans, Craig: Are we going to do a brew crew the brew crew review the movie too? Uh, to celebrate the wild card if we were to win it, especially if it's the second wild card. Hmm, that'd be interesting, possibly. Hmm. Okay. Brooker Review Gone Wild, part two. Yeah, Brooker Review Gone Wild. Yeah. We'll have to see. 
for all you fans that probably have Netflix, uh, it reminds me they actually ripped off our idea, and, and they're they're on Netflix now. There's two uh, between two ferns, the movie starring yeah, Zach Galifianakis. So, yep, that's that is title. true. We were well. between two like I don't know Asian screens. I think we were between two plants for a while, maybe at the beginning. Yeah, yeah but no, we they're, nice, they're we both a... great movies that, that yeah. highlight the awesomeness of public access television. So we also had a nice yeah. rug that really tied tied the room together on the set. Got yeah, a lot of beer on it. Yeah, Scott did spill some beer on that. Yeah, smells. Yeah. Oh. Okay, you. All right. Well, not um, everybody used that rug, so it was no big deal. Scotty, do we have anything in the uh, – yeah, well, that's true. Do we have anything in the uh, mailbag today? Um, have you checked our mail? Um, no, we don't. I, I, I haven't checked, but no, I'm just going <laughs> to assume that we don't have any. We only have like two minutes actually, left anyway, so – we actually, we actually really did get a note on Twitter from someone who did say that they wrote into our show, just uh, for the record. Well, so. I mean, we only have two minutes left. I could try to look really quick, but it's probably unlikely. No, no, it's fine. Well – We'll get to it during the next episode, but uh, that is a reminder. We probably won't actually read it, but if you're listening to this and you have a question for us, feel free to send it to our email address at brewcrewreviewpodcast with an S at gmail.com uh, or follow us on Twitter. Brewcrewreview1 is our Twitter handle. Um, Scott, do you want to remind folks how they can access the podcast just in case? No, they're listening to it right now. Like, Yeah, but guess- if they're listening on YouTube and they want to get it on like, you know, a streaming service. Oh, or I don't know. Yeah, they want to. We're pretty much in every streaming service. So, like, wherever you go, like, you can find it. Yeah. Just like put in Brooker Review or Brewers or Baseball or whatever. And, like, right now, there's probably like a ton of people that are just like, I want to listen to like six Brewer podcasts this week because this week has been amazing. You know, I mean, so maybe we get some more fans this week. You never know. Yeah. So now's the time to do a great episode like we did tonight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Really. This is. This is great. Yeah, so I'm going to wrap it up by saying, Cubs fans, wait till next year and stay classy and go Brewers. <laughs> All right. Stay classy, everybody. Go Brewers. Get some champagne ready, guys. Dun, 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 dun.